Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hello and welcome to Hayat Academy's podcast. I'm Shahna Aziz and today we're going to talk about a very simple concept that is the remembrance of Allah or Dhikrullah. Before that, let me tell you a story. The story is from the life of Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal. For those of you who are not familiar with who Sheikh Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal is, let me tell you that he was a very, very famous Muslim scholar. He was born and born in Baghdad in Iraq, and he also died uh, in Baghdad. He was so famous that he is the formulator of uh, the Hanbali Madhab, one of the four Islamic schools of laws. And uh, he is the compiler of Musnad or the tradition of Prophet Muhammad So this happened, an incident that happened in the life of Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal. So one day, the, our famous Imam was traveling to Asham, which is um, the combination of Syria, Palestine, and Lebanon, Jordan, etc. of today. So although um, Sheikh Ahmad Hanbal was very, very famous, People did not know his face. They he did, they did not know how he looked like because you know back then we don't have Facebook and YouTube and Instagram or any social media. So they have heard about him, okay, but they did not know how he looked. So on his way to Sham, Imam Ahmed became so tired and you know he was traveling, so he was very tired and it was getting very late. So he saw a masjid and he decided that he could spend the night there. So he put his, um, you know, his stuff down and he closed his eyes and stretched his body on the mat in the masjid, in, in the corner of the masjid, and he started to fall asleep. After some time, the security guard of the masjid, he woke him up and he was like, wake up, you can't spend the night here, you know, this is a masjid, not a hotel. So you, I'm closing the masjid, you need to go out. So uh, Imam Ahmed, he quietly he took his stuff and everything and um, you know he 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 took everything and he went out and uh, he kept it in the courtyard he put his stuff down in his courtyard and he stretched his leg again and he decided to sleep in the courtyard not inside the mosque but outside okay but after some time again this guard he comes to him and he says that no you cannot sleep here this is still the masjid you know you you cannot um you cannot sleep here, not even the steps, you have to go away. So uh, Imam Ahmed tried to explain, you know, I don't know where to go. I'm a traveler. It's very late. I don't know anybody here. Um, so I I don't know. Please let me sleep here. But the big sized security guard, not knowing that who he was messing with, really got angry. He picks up Imam Ahmed by his legs and he drags him to the middle of the street and drops him there. You know, Imam Ahmed was shocked, but he did not get angry. He's like, okay, alhamdulillah, khair. You know, so he, he's gathering his stuff and he's picking himself up and rubbing the dust and dirt and hay and everything off his clothes. Then opposite to this mosque, right across the street was a bakery. And the baker who owned the bakery had seen what had happened. So he took pity on the imam and he, he just walks towards him and pats imam on the shoulder and he says, brother, come, come, you can sleep in my bakery. Okay, don't worry about the guard today. Tonight I'm going to, um, you know, I'm baking my stuff um, 
but so I won't be sleeping because I need to sell it early in the morning. So if you're not disturbed by my work, you can use my bakery and you can put your head down there. You can sleep. Uh, you can come with me. And he hold, opens his bakery door and guides Imam Ahmed to the small corner. And he gives him a good, uh, clean, thick rug to sleep on. And Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal, he smiles and thanks the baker sincerely. So while lying down, um, Imam Ahmed, so this is a small shop. So, you know, there's not much place and everything. So Imam Ahmed, he observes silently that the baker, when he's doing his work, he's like, you know, putting ingredients together, he's netting the dough and cutting the dough into shapes and, you know, sometimes carrying the sacks of flour down the shelves and whatever, whatever he was doing, he, he was always... Uh, he was always saying dhikr, you know, he was, you, he, you can hear him whisper, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, allahu akbar. Every single task that he undertook, he did not stop doing dhikr. The entire night, not only were his hands and legs busy, his mouth was busy in the, as well. So in the morning, Imam Ahmed, he could not help but ask the baker, my brother, tell me, how long have you been in this situation? You know, so the baker was puzzled. He was like, what situation? You know, and then he was like, you know, how long have you been making tasbih and tahmid and tahleel and takbir to Allah while doing all your work? Oh, the baker was like, oh, that, you know, he was clueless. He was like, my whole life, this is what I do. I do this every day. Doesn't everyone? You know, he thought he did not know that it was a big deal. So uh, Imam Ahmed, you know, he was very inquisitive. So he said, so tell me, what has Allah done for you so far? Surely, you know, all this dhikr must have made Allah pleased with you. And Allah has given you, must have given you something special. You know, please tell me about it. Um, so the baker, he thinks for a while and he will say, oh, actually, I have never made a dua to Allah that he did not fulfill. All my du'as have always been answered by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everything that I ask Allah, Allah has asked, always answered me except one du'a. And he was like, so the imam was like very curious. He was like, really? What is that? What is that du'a that Allah has not fulfilled for you yet? That he was like, the baker says that, you know, uh, well, I haven't been given the opportunity to meet Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal. I've heard so much about Imam Ahmed. I'd love to meet him for the sake of Allah. And I heard so many good things about him that he's such a great teacher and role model. I would really, really love to meet him someday. And I always pray to meet, make me meet him, inshallah. So this brought Imam to tears. He embraced the baker and he says, Subhanallah, here Allah has brought me to you, my dear baker. This is Ahmed bin Hanbal. Allah has dragged this Ahmed by his feet to your humble bakery. If it wasn't for you, I could have slept in, in the masjid uh, at, with peace. So this is a short story. I hope you enjoyed it. It tells you about the power of the remembrance of Allah, dhikrullah. But we have to understand the kind of remembrance which is sought here is, is the movement of the heart, not just the movement of the tongue. Okay, it, it is the remembrance which is one source of contentment and it is the remembrance which makes us stable in the face of all adversities and hardships. It is that remembrance which, you know, um, which, which moves Okay, which moves the heart, not just a tongue. 
so we we have many people who might um, who might be uh, straining their vocal cords shouting the name of allah but but it doesn't benefit them so this is a problem it our problem is that our words are empty and our forms are empty so we should always try to make our remembrance beneficial not only to our you know it's just not just the moment of the tongues but we are actually benefiting from it so what kind of benefit is remembrance of allah when you remember allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you say dhikr when you say subhanallah alhamdulillah you should mean it you know you should be thankful to allah so you do not use your hands and legs and eyes and which says the dhikr to do something bad you know you don't say um dhikr and try to do evil or you don't uh, uh, you don't this remembrance it will it should be a shield for you and it should be a protective layer for you your deeds your actual actions should reflect this words that you're saying okay it should not be just empty words so because empty words it it makes it doesn't mean anything so make sure when you are saying dhikr it is beneficial for you in this life and the hereafter that it actually is helping you to be a better person to take care of the people around you to take care of the your family to for your society to make you a productive member of your society or to to make you uh, aware conscious and cautious of the world that we are living in so your dhikr should be something which is so powerful that it will make allah subhanahu wa ta'ala answer all your prayers because your dhikr will then be a shield for you a reminder for you and it, inshallah we can use this holy month to increase our, our dhikr our remembrance and it will benefit you thank you for joining me and have a great day